Hey Fadies, thanks for checking out this special recap episode for Chapter 2 of The Fade of Ison. If you haven't listened to Chapter 2 yet, and you plan to, then stop listening to this right now and listen to that instead. This is going to be chock full of spoilers. However, if you haven't listened to Chapter 2, and you don't plan to, totally listen to this because it'll fill you in on what you need to know. We spend a lot of time at the top of this one uh, thanking one of our new Patreon supporters Mel Ziegler. Um, since recording this we've also gained yet another Patreon supporter, so a big thank you to Roger Afanato. I'm very sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. I know you told me to just say Roger, but I felt like I needed to at least try. This episode has us talking about uh, what happened in Chapter 2. Uh, one of the major things, of course, was the loss of our good friend Trestlespoon. This is, as you know, because Josh Kingsford has moved to the United Kingdom. Uh, we wish Josh all the best in his travels, and we hope to see him on the show again someday soon. Hopefully by the end of this, you will be all schooled up on what you need to know as we plan to move into Chapter 3 very soon. Thanks for listening. We are recording. We are recording. We 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 we. Hello, I'm you here. You can tell you're someone who edge. hangs out with kids all day. Yep, that's what you can tell about oh. you. That, that's just how I talk. <laughs> what we 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 we. Yeah, I um <laughs> um. Cool news. We have a new Patreon supporter this week. Another new one. Ah, oh, it's wicked. Thanks. But um, yeah. Shout out to. Melissa Ziegler. I hope it's Ziegler and not like Ziegler or something, but for joining us. That's awesome. Melissa, delicious. So is it Ziegler Malicious or Ziegler? Melissa. Is it? Yeah. Uh, is it pronounced Stieglitz? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, we need I've to know. It's only seen it in, I've only seen it in writing. But Melissa Ziegler. Sup? <laughs> I mean, if it's not German. I feel like it's quite f- famous, isn't it? Like that name, Ziegler? Uh, well, I don't want to reference what you're thinking of. Oh, but... is it a movie? Am I thinking of Moulin Rouge? No, uh, you're thinking of racism. You're thinking of the term Sieg Heil. No, that's, no, that's really not what I was thinking of. I feel like it was. Nope. I feel, like, I feel like it always is. I feel like nope. it always is, Jules, and we've been meaning to bring this up with you. People nope. say I'm the offensive one. I'm pretty sure that you write it's Harry, Harry Ziegler or something like that is the guy out of Moulin Rouge. I'm not even kidding. What about Stieglitz from Out uh, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards? He was okay. a person, but he was this is, Polish. This is not where I saw this going. I'm sorry, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> Thank you for Melissa, your support. You're cool as, man or woman, or child, or whatever it is that you want to be. Unless you're a furry, in which case, stop go <laughs> stop that. Talk to <laughs> you're better than this, Melissa. Do you know you're what? everything I've ever wanted in a person. In a Furries... woman, in a wife, a mother, in in a, in a, in, in, in a, in a, in a traffic light. Um, also really not a, where I saw that going. In a small bunch of flowers, in a mountain range, um, in the desolation of Smaug. In a, de- in a debt collector, um, in a fine Scotch whiskey, um, you're you're all of that, baby girl cakes, and a and a and a and a and a, and a packet and a packet of crisps. I need to get you, Oliver, to do our Patreon shout out at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> uh, okay, 
It would take six hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but uh, in lieu of doing that, um, yeah, let's shout out to Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, Cy J. Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, and Melissa Ziegler. I, I feel awesome. like it's so many names. And you're my favorite traffic light. <laughs> you just do everything to me. You um, are so anyone, beautiful. Anyone drew a picture of you, I would literally murder all of them. To me. <laughs> if anybody you see? ever said that you weren't worth your weight in cottage cheese. Everything awful. I'd knife him with a particularly hard cheddar. You're everything you're, I need. You're my one and only, Melissa. You're the you're the apple of my eye. You're the guy to my Richie. You're you the are so beautiful. You're my you're my bathroom to the guy to from Gwen. <laughs> Whatever his name was. You're 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 the you're the man in the next stall to my mouth. Fred, you did this. This is what you did. You made us be these people. This is this is literally not what I saw my life doing either. So <laughs> the podcast is cancelled. <laughs> um, we had a we had a good run. Um, so <laughs> we're here to recap chapter two because it's over. It's gone. It's finished. It's done. Yes. How, how did it feel? Holy about that? crap! When did that even happen? Like, Quite I mean, I know it ago. happened on stage, but like, when did when did that happen? <laughs> Oh, well, chapter two finished um, when uh, we lost our, our our good friend. That's true. When yeah, when that's... Mr. Joshua um, flew away to be in different places from where we are. Bastard! Has anyone heard of from him? Nope. I haven't. Is he alive? I mean, should we Don't have checked probably. that? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, yeah, he's all good. Okay. He's probably it's just chilling out at his folks' place, you know. Sort of thinking about whether it was a good idea or not and trying not to get into a funk about it and just sort of, you know, generally trying to stay positive while being pretty outside of his, his norm, you know, pretty 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 scared, pretty hopeful, but also like has that creeping feeling of of dread and and, and lethargy that overtakes you when you make a huge decision and you, and you, you realize you've taken step 1 of 10,000 to realize an extreme dream. I have okay. no idea what it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like you're, that, that's a completely foreign idea to you. Coming out of nowhere, folks. Coming out of nowhere. Um, right. Do you guys want to... Um, do you want me to kick off a chat about Chapter 2? Well, we haven't started yet, have we? Yeah, we started recording ages ago. Well, that's good. This <laughs> is all gold. And that's the end. Yep. Do it. Okay. Um, well, uh, so chapter one uh, ended with the Squadeth meeting Haydet, the God of Knowledge, who gave you guys a lot of information about the world, including the location of Trestlespoon's missing gnome community. Uh, then you returned to the material realm where Marley and Trestlespoon stole 30,000 gold from the temple uh, with the Dimension Locker, and Banfor kicked some serious inky blob asses with his awesome new skills and axe sword. And an orc shaped shadow that only Banfor saw seemed to be very pleased by this. Um, you hung around in the city of Dantonia for a little bit. You tried jackfruit. Banfor got a tattoo to honor the lo- uh, the mouse that was lost to the inkly, uh, inkly? inky blobs. Um, as Zathan and the rest of the local resistance moved into the secret underground city, you were given a mission to rescue the High Priestess Rhea from the locked temple district. 
Uh, Marley planned an elaborate concert in the square to serve as a distraction, while Trestlespoon snuck into the Faith Tower to secure the target. Um, you all reconvened and were preparing to leave the concert, which was on the verge of becoming a riot, thanks to Banfor's antics with psychedelics mm. and, and racking up the already excited members of the crowd, uh, when you were interrupted by a halfling playing some music. Um, you were interrupted by a halfling in a red priest's robe. Uh, he said something like, uh, like, we know what you're doing, um, and a fight erupted. And he threw all sorts of magic at you. You came very close to dying. And Marley uh, blew the stage apart with a thunder wave. And then you kidnapped Sprite McSteamface. How did you guys feel about that whole like sequence? That was sort of like what kicked off Chapter 2 was, was the heist. That was real fun. Great. Good stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> I think we've lost Jules. Jules we've is muted. Jules. Jules. Jules is muted. Jules. Sorry. Um, I think it's the first time we probably played with a skills challenge or something. Uh, the first skills challenge was in the temple near the end of chapter no, one. No, I mean that we, yeah, that we did Oh, but, but that you guys really got to fuck around and do, play with your yeah, skills. Yeah, we got not... to like build the, the skill challenge. You know? Yeah. I feel like, we yeah. create We affected our environment in a way that we haven't before. Yes, that's yeah, kind of what you I'm getting are, at. You really did too. Like you... you your actions altered they, the history like, of a city. Yeah, in a very big way. A lot and of people would have done. Graham and Larry, and it spawned Graham and Larry and Jeff and Simon. So, um, in the uh, in the morning after that, um, there was a feast to celebrate the job well done and to usher the resistance into the next phase: recruitment. Um, all the different cells were given missions, and yours was to travel to Stonemore. Uh, the capital of Bruss, to let the former queen know what the resistance is doing and to rally her to your cause. Uh, you said farewell to River, which was Terry for two out of three of you, and then went on your way, um, but not before sending a letter to Trestlespoon's brother, Squathle Squad, via the aforementioned mouse and pigeon named Jeff and Simon. Um, I loved that. I absolutely loved that you created these characters who have their whole own story going on yeah, um, I was taken completely by surprise, and in the moment, as like a DM, I was panicking quite a bit. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is this going to lead to? Uh, but it's led to some cool stuff. Yeah, and I reckon if we play it as uh, as a suited game or something like that, then it'll be some pretty interesting listening as well. Yeah, which we will uh, eventually. But who has the time? Yeah, pretty exactly. much. <laughs> we did record. Um, um, oh no, that was that would have been during season three, I guess. We recorded our suited episode. Uh yep, we're going to release that before seasons uh, before we start chapter three. That's going to be awesome. one of the interludes before we get into that. Very fun game. Um, who was our guest on that? It was just us. Oh, that's um, right. You guys were uh, first egg and Don Dozio. <laughs> Don Dozio. That's a very um, sensual dog. On the road to Stonemore, um, you guys were attacked by a boulette, which carried in its mouth a large glowing blue stone. Uh, you narrowly defeated it. Um, then a woman in a green traveler's cloak approached you to claim it. Uh, after a bit of a disagreement, she eventually gave you an info dump about the surge and implied um, that she is extremely old and knows Haydet and other gods personally. Um, I kind of like, she is a big player in the world at large um in fact she kicked off 
the mission that one of my other main campaigns that Jules is in also, um, yeah, she kicked off what they're doing. And then she, you guys actually met her on her way from having done that. So that's kind of the first time that the two different main campaigns I run sort of linked in one way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a perspective on the other campaign. Yeah, all. but did you feel at the time like this person was someone important to the overall plot or was it just like another just another NPC on the path? Mm, just another NPC, really, from Banforce's perspective. He was just another fucking weirdo that's showing up and made him do some stuff he didn't really want to. <laughs> okay, what yeah. did he want to do? Well, he wanted to have the glowy egg thing. Yeah. And then he was like, all right. Because I remember I did actually get it off her and I got it into the uh, locker of Haydet. That was very funny. <laughs> I Thank you that. very much. But then she was about to murder death, kill me. So what are you going to do? Um, Jules, did you have any thoughts in that moment? Because you already knew this character from from your other character. Yeah. I like. I, I find it quite hard, actually. Um, sometimes taking myself out, like being like, oh no, you don't know that person technically as this character, you don't. Um, so it's like, do I, do I metagame, you know, or do I just yeah. let what Ben mm. 4 would normally do happen? Because how would Marley know any different, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I personally I find that quite challenging some of the time, you know. And the same in the other game now where I know more about the god hearts and stuff. In the other game, our characters are actually carrying around a giant purple crystal that they're not really sure what it is and it's something to do with Fraylin and butterflies. And, like, Marley would be screaming, it's a goddamn god heart! But, like, Sasha, my other <laughs> character, is like, I don't know what it is. And that's that's kind yeah, of like as, as a DM, I find it quite difficult separating that too, because to me it's very very obvious that it's a god heart, and I'm like, mm. you should know this. But the other players are just going around like, we've just got this big crystal. What does it do? I'm like, oh, you, well, you let's sell it, it for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I kind of want, yeah. Like, like if Marley could message somebody she'd never met, she would totally be screaming. You know, but yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's difficult, but it's kind of fun at the same time. Like, I feel like I get to be superior in my knowledge in both games. Yeah, that's fun for me. You got perspectives that can't help the other. <laughs> <clears throat> um, after a few uneventful days on the road, you met a human wizard named Fadan, who was on his way back to his hometown of Kerim. Uh, a place a place he had not been to for over a decade uh, since his master had been killed. Um, he was fascinated by Banfor's apparent connection to the god of death and decided to join you for a while. Um, Trestlespoon, however, seemed very distracted during this time and was convinced a raven was following him. What do yeah, you guys... I wish we had Trestlespoon here a little bit more to talk about all of that and, like, what happened with the raven and stuff. Because... I listened to the episodes, but I'm still, like, there's no extra information in them, so. I still don't really get it. <laughs> like, I do, okay. but I don't. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go through it. Let's go through it. What don't you get? Because, I mean, the guy with all the answers is here. Yeah, so, like. Do you love this, Brett? 
<laughs> I do. I. I mean, I am technically, I am the guy with all the answers, so bit of a big deal. Um, I've never been an expert on anything except this. Except Eisen, the world you created. Um, yeah. Um, so, so he goes to a to a cave and he sees his friends all tied up and 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 like nearly dies. Apart from the fact that he throws them a key that somehow rescues him. I get all of that. That'll make Wait. sense. Um, what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I'm going right back. Oh, not not a cave, a cottage. A cottage. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yep. so I get all of that, but that's got something to do with a raven and the person with the raven. Like the the person he had to beat was something to do with the raven, and then he associates the raven with like bad shit. And then somehow when he sees the raven again, he knows it's the same person? Or is this... Yeah, the like, raven is it is now the god? Or... Yeah, the, ra- the raven is a demon who works for chaos. Um, and the way that it keeps, a, um, it keeps itself in the material realm instead of having to return to the cha- one of the chaos realms is mm-hmm. that it tethers itself to a person um and part of the deal is that they both have to live in or around this dilapidated cottage in the swamp and it was previously tethered to um Trestlespoon's childhood friend Lavisius yes and then Trestlespoon had to kill Lavisius in a fight and then the demon got away and found a new person to tether itself to uh which ended up being Squaffle Squad yeah because it's and really did... good at gnomes uh, no, he did that to break Trestlespoon's heart. He did oh. that to really put Trestlespoon in a tough spot. It's just well, Trestlespoon out tough me, that really, motherfucker. Shot that fucking raven out of the sky. Well, Marley did that. Marley yeah. did that. My memory is not as good as that thought <laughs> was. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so behind I guess the that main explains story, it some more? behind the main story, there was this little. Yeah, this like family tragedy story going on where there was a, ra- a demon who had been wronged and set to punish the person who wronged it. Which was Trestlespoon. Yes. How yes. was the demon wronged? Trestlespoon killed the um, Levisius, which was the demon's tether to the material realm. So a demon had been annoyed. Well, yeah. De- demon had to then go and find a new tether a new person to make a deal with and went fuck it i know where this guy's going because i know where all the gnomes are that's where i found this one in the first place sure interest the ways of demons are subtle indeed which led to a beautiful heartbreaking moment in the yeah, final, in the final episode where tristan spoon basically had to choose you know do i go and live with my brother in this eternal damnation or do i let him go and in the end, he fucking killed him instead. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he saves him from the demon, and the demon is essentially dead, but we've still got a god that now knows that we killed a demon? His demon? Why Why are you putting a D on the end of demon? Yeah, I don't really weird. know. It's the past demoned. tense verb. He demoned. demoned. <laughs> he demoned, you demoned. They demon. demon for ice demon. <laughs> yeah. Why are you guys so mean to me? That's what I want to know. I, um, I but yeah, if anybody's listening to that, you, can you answer you guys, that question? 
Why are they so mean to me? You guys have no idea if um, Urzak, the god of chaos, knows about uh, you killing the demon or cares. You, you don't know. Okay. Well, I think that Urzak would be more concerned about the fresh, juicy soul that Banffor's carrying around. What fresh, juicy some soul? shitty little design. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, that's probably... Then some little fucking splinter of imagination fucking around as a bird. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just like, should we be worried about that? Because it just didn't really occur to Marley to be worried about that when we were doing, like, the live show or anything like that, if it's going to come up as, like, disadvantage or, you know, like... But now that we're talking about it, just ask him. Yeah. You don't know until you know. And right now... You don't know. In other words, yeah, I reserve the right as a DM to fuck you over. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I'll just enter a rage. <laughs> you know? And everything will turn out fine. Um, I mean, this is true. Which I didn't do yeah. at the live show. By the way, for all the fans out <laughs> there that hate my eating, I'm currently having a champagne ham and cheese roll. So, fuck yeah. All right, rich guy. Um... <laughs> It's luncheon and bread Why for me. Put champagne on your ham and cheese roll. Just proving that you're rich. I'm just, Soggy. I'm just, you know, champagne ham is that slight but nicer than shaved ham. I just really stretched out an extra dollar, you know. Well, that's sensual. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised, based on something you said just like about a minute ago, Jules, that having killed. A demon of chaos. I've kind of got an ace up my sleeve now to throw something chaotic at you at any time as Urzak getting revenge for doing that. Pretty much, because that's what I was thinking about. That's why I was saying, are we just going to have randomly have disadvantage or or something's <coughs> going to happen at some point? Because... You're getting ambushed by fucking demons. Well, the yeah. floor just How did that not occur lava? to you before? What kind of a DM are you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> please don't. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um... Right, so after um, Mr. Fadan joined you, uh, you guys all fought a troll in the Great Brugian Wood and then visited the town of Sorm, where you were greeted as heroes. Uh, you rested properly for the first time in quite a while, um, with Banfor taking residence in the mayor's bed. Because <laughs> he fun. could. Um, in the morning, you saved the town from a large attacking force of hellhounds and grimlocks, which that was also a skills challenge. Um, the creatures fled into the woods and took Trestlespoon with them, calling him a naughty gnome. Um, you followed them and found a tunnel, which you later learned had been dug by a bullet. Um, at the end of the tunnel, you yeah. found a giant cavern filled with thousands of door-like holes, um, suggesting accommodation for many, many, many creatures. Then you fought a fire giant. I thought you'd die. Yeah. Um, but you didn't, because Marley and Fadan um, made good use of their spells. Trestlespoon hung out on the ceiling, out of harm's way, and Banfor used a potion of stone giant strength and made himself insanely overpowered. Well, I mean, technically I cheated, yeah. but to be fair, I didn't know that. How did you cheat? Well, I didn't know that both of them were concentration spells. Both of what? Hail of Thorns and... Um, Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark? Oh, They're okay. both concentration. So I haven't done it since. You'll okay, notice so I, I haven't I, done that combination since. But... Okay, so right here and now, I'm going to retcon that um, Marley died in that fight. 
That's not fair because it was an extra D6. So fuck (laughs) you. Extra D6 made all the difference. (laughs) (laughs) But I did talk to someone about that and be like, I don't think I can actually do that, can I? So, yeah, that's why I haven't done it since. Okay. Um, I don't understand uh, how spells work because I hit things for the sharp thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, real, you can actually do. It's some a real amateur hour move yeah, for me. Yeah, I've always, I've always forgotten to. Um, you have two spells that <laughs> I actually realized during the live show that we just did that everyone, Same. everyone on stage, ha- could do could cast speak with animals, including you. <laughs> well, that's fun. I don't. Can I? Oh yeah, of course I can. Yeah, you I've been do doing it all the time. Ages. <laughs> yeah. Mine's a ritual though. Um, so I have to like, you know, like, what's the word? Like, do it for ten minutes. Yep. I can't just do it instantly. <clears throat> That's what she said. Well, to be fair, it should take you at least ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. What am I doing with the other nine? <laughs> Eight <and> a half. <laughs> what am I, Jesus? What am I going <laughs> to talk to her after? Fucking animals. Um, you guys are the worst. After killing the giant that you guys Beard, had decided, yeah, you guys had decided was named Gav the Gay. Which, yeah. <laughs> after, some, <laughs> after some excellent um, ad libbing about um, basically queer eye for the giant guy, I think. Yeah. Um, it was so you, fetch. You guys fled. Stop trying to make. Fetch a thing. Stop in trying to bring fetch back, Gretchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yay, Brad got the main girls quote before Jill's did. I Actually, had... I was on mute <laughs> again because oh. I try and mute Can myself you... when I eat now. Oh, um, that's a nice change. <laughs> then you guys fled into the Kira mines. Um, you had some antics in there, including Banford trying to jump a like 40 or 50 foot chasm with disastrous results. Um yeah. You that fought some, you fought some ogres. Uh, Marley blasted carts left, right, and center with various thunder spells. Real cart um, blaster. She was a real cart blaster. Thunder blaster. <laughs> I had um, some thunder thighs going on. You met a friendly ogre named Graflet, who warned you that uh, the town of Kirim was under siege, and if you went there, you would be walking into a war zone. Uh, you still chose to anyway, because fucking you're the squatters. <laughs> um, <clears throat> <laughs> fucking danger tourists, eh? <laughs> totally. Like, this over like, here? It looks like it's on fire. Is a bad thing we should definitely avoid. Let's not avoid it. I feel like this guy telling us not to go there is lying to us, and there's probably something super chill there. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then I detect their thoughts, find out that they're completely telling the truth, and then do it anyway. <laughs> I've already started walking off. <laughs> um, then yeah, you guys arrived in the town at Kerim and. Using uh, in the in the um, dark of night and using various spells in Fadan's inventory, um, he found a bunch of survivors who were hiding and distracted everyone um, enough to get some of the survivors out of town to the north east and send all of the angry creatures in your direction, chasing you back into the mines. Which I didn't think you would go back into the mines, but you went back into the mines. Well, that was kind of my keep fault. You I think. on your toes, <clears throat> Marley. That entire three episode section was your fault. 
Yeah. It's all, like, everything from running from Gavin and you being like, but what if we fought him? <laughs> That's all new from there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you guys caved in the entry to the mines, buying yourself a bit of time to have a much, much needed rest. Um, and then uh, you, uh, you you made a plan with Graflet that he would um, march you guys back in as fake prisoners and take you straight to the leader, Strachon. Um, you were taken into the middle of what looked like some kind of meeting, and um, Strachon said something to everyone that then led to Trestlespoon getting dragged away, um, which you guys didn't know where to, but he was actually dragged and thrown in the pit with all of the gnomes from his community that he'd been searching for for almost 200 years, including uh, his brother, who has an angelic mm. voice. Searching um, for is a strong term. He was okay. mostly tending bar. <clears throat> For about yeah. 189 years. That's 100% true. <laughs> he, he got a part-time no. job. What are you going to do? Trestlespoon, this is something that didn't really come up much as part of his character, but part of his backstory is he has actually travelled the whole world over that time. You'd think looking, he'd be smarter. Looking yeah, for signs. Um, he deliberately um, kept to the shadows and basically didn't make connections anywhere he went because um, he wanted to just keep moving until he found something. Or between any of the did. places that he went. Yeah. Whoopee! Oh, just that. It's like Dora the Explorer walks across the planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys then um, were interrupted by Bedemus, a um, the orc-shaped shadow that you had seen a few times. Um, and uh, that you know that he is a herald or the herald of Sorghumul, the god of death. Um, and he killed a bunch of ogres just by touching them. And then he sort of aided you in your fight by killing an absolute fuckload of them um, and giving you the power to do the same. Um, Trestlespoon reunited with you and you retrieved the heart of death or death heart containing as far as you know, a doorway to Sorghumul, the god of death. And then it was um, just a giant battle between you and a bunch of ogres, and then between you and five fire giants. And then uh, Squathel Squad was left unconscious at the end of that, and then he was revived by Marley, and then it was revealed that he has to spend eternity in the dilapidated cottage with Chet Grish, the Chaos Demon. And that's when Trestlespoon decided to off him to sort of save him from that dark fate. Becoming a cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Trisselspoon decided that he needs to be the new leader for his people who need to find a new life. And he walked away from you in a very emotional scene as you watched his glowing blue boots on the ceiling getting further and further away. And that was where we ended chapter two. Moses Spoon. What? Yes, it was very emotional because Josh is actually going away. Yeah. And so, we miss Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss him a lot. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna miss playing with him. Not that kind of way, but you know what I mean. I'm gonna miss the other kind of way. <laughs> he was so supple in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, since since chapter two um we have done the two live shows which are sort of uh, interludes taking us into chapter three right. um 
chapter three will begin uh, sometime in the next few weeks. And what are you guys hoping um, that chapter three is going to hold? What are you what are you hoping we're going to bring into the story? Um, what are your thoughts about things that we could improve or change or do differently? Mm. I'm done with caves, I think. Yeah, we've had a lot of caves. We've had a lot of caves. In the live show, when Goose, and not to spoil anything, um, our guest makes the choice for us to re-enter more caves, and I was like, hey man, I'm done with caves now. <laughs> there are other there are other settings, but yeah. also caves make sense. It is Dungeons and Dragons, not, you know, a nice green field and dragons. Not that there have been any dragons, apart from whispered about by gods. Um, fun kooky friends would be cool. Um, missions that are oh, are we still in the resistance? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're still you're still doing a mission for the resistance to deliver a message to um, Queen Shan of of Stonewall. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited okay. to get back into that business. I actually thinking about it enjoyed uh the little silly side quest that we did in the live show very much um that was real cool when we did the least dungeons and dragons thing for a long time mm. what what do you mean Good, out of the two live shows the thing that we drew pictures of oh the i'm the raising shuck. my eyebrows aggressively the shuck what cough 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 yeah, are you just trying not to say it, or...? I'm trying not to ruin it, the surprise. I can, say, I can say the word shuck, and it won't give away anything. <clears throat> so you enjoyed that, that little piece of just, just silliness. Yeah, it's just, it was just, it was a bit calm, and we just, we just got to be silly with our characters, absent of negative outcomes, and apart from whether or not a certain demonic mutation was going to eat us, but it probably wouldn't, but might. Um, that's cool. Like, I, I want to, like, rob a shopkeeper and, like, have a moonlit run across a roof and, like, just do just do normal normal rebel stuff, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, a, a city is coming up soon, so, I mean, all of those dreams can come true. One thing I am hoping that you'll do in the city, if we ever make it into the city proper, is for you guys to just have some time to just... Do whatever. Mm. We have hurried through cities quite often. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that some time to ourselves, a bit of pampering, a bit of getting to know ourselves, and also making Brad do a whole bunch of different NPCs um, could, be, could be a lot of fun. Um, so Banfor gathers a crowd of 37 people with individual voices. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm intending on doing. I'm going to take the butcher <laughs> to meet the baker's daughter and try and forge a romance between them. <laughs> and just see what the fuck happens <laughs> when I make you do things. I look forward to being bad at that. <laughs> um, what about you, Jules? What are you hoping is going to be taking place in Chapter 3? I guess... I am looking forward to meeting new more people. Like, I really enjoyed meeting River from my own backstory. Maybe that's because I'm a little, like, into my own backstory. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that was kind of fun. Um, And, like, finding out what the next level of resistance means. 
you know? So, like, at the moment, we just seem to be message bitch and accidentally helpful. So mm. <laughs> it might be kind of nice if we did yeah. things on purpose instead of just randomly discovering a whole city that they could then use as a base, you know? Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's not who we are, though. So. Yeah, well, um, um, Banfor has proven in the in the heist crowd scene that he's good at, like, turning large groups of people to his advantage into like a weapon he can use for his own um, purposes what one i mean your mission that you're on for the resistance at the moment is to you know get queen shan to or the former queen to you know rally to the resistance's cause i mean you guys if you played it right potentially you know you could be leading an army to uprise against does she like bath salts (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. That's my MO. It's just, um, but yeah, I mean, that's very interesting to me because depending on how much scale we can do. You can do whatever scale you think that your characters would try and do. Mm. One thing I, I, one thing, get... I mm. one thing I always want to try and make clear, and I, I don't know if I do make it properly clear, is that as DM, my job is really to describe the world as you guys make it mm. um so i mean if you if you say like i'm gonna spend a whole day going around the city like convincing everyone to meet in one place for a big fight i'm like i guess that's happening <laughs> i guess you're going around and doing that um mm. it's not you know i wouldn't be like no because i don't know how to do that mm. I definitely want to find some sort of uh, magic-wielding doctor type to have a look inside the old noggin. Okay. Just see what's rattling around in the dark spots. You want to see how Banfor ticks? Well, I want to see if if he's got a salvageable brain. Is that something you want? Because I think you enjoy playing such a broken-minded person. What what yes. would you do if it I would suddenly? It would be nice if I could extract a little bit more creative intelligence out of him. Okay. Because yeah, yeah I'd, li- I'd like to be able to give you that. I think I it would just... be funny if he if his personality got split further into like barbarian brain and like the time I drank all that coffee in the market brain. <laughs> like Doctor and... Doctor Jekyll and Mister yeah. X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. X um, is perfect. Yeah. Um, or just, you know, that's interesting because I don't want him to be stale at all. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the, 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 the only problem with that is I wouldn't want to give you that, like, mm. only only to have you then be like, I didn't want you to give me that. Like, why did you make Banfor smart? I didn't want that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to – I don't think smart's the appropriate, but well, just but more, like – More functional. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because he's gotten over his drinking, which is good. See, um, yeah, that's that, that's become less of a factor. Well, we've been on the road. I, mean, also, I wanted to know. I wanted yeah. to know if he was also over his fear of the dark. Yeah, because we've spent a lot of time in caves. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've got all my glowy rocks and that sort of stuff, and it's just sort of gradually worn off because he's gone from this city dwelling, essentially just street ratty thing mm. to being more exposed to all of these things 
like didn't like going it around, now. didn't like the dark because that's where bad things happen in a city. But he's gone in there and bad things haven't happened to him. He's done yes. terrible things to other creatures. <laughs> and he's slowly coming to terms with the fact that he might actually be the scary thing in the dark. So, I he's mean, stats, what he, feared he just killed a fucking fire giant. Six you know? of them. <laughs> what, what's, you know... <laughs> I mean, this is true. So, I mean, there's there's that as well. Is is I'd hate for him to get uninterestingly powerful. And the only thing that holds him back is him yeah I mean there's some things I want for Marley in terms of what I hope that she ends up being Um, but that's more of like a I don't know like a like a I just have to kind of go through levels and just wait my turn you know kind of scenario Mm. oh by the way speaking of levels thank you for saying that Um, you guys are going to go to level 7 at the beginning of the chapter oh my god Feel free to do that at any time that's convenient for you. I'm too excited about this fact. Yep. That's going to be really cool. Because, yeah, I've been thinking about it now. We've done killed some fire giants, Kaz. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, we done do that. Um, and this will be a little bit of a spoiler for the live shows, um, but not too much overall. Is Someone came up to me one of the audience members at the end of the second one and said that Marley needs to get a shitload of XP for a hundred wolves. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're not wrong. I was like, good point. That's a lot of XP. What I, what I really, really hope though, is that somewhere, you know how like in one of our other campaigns, um, Gerard Pabu is known as ham chucker for his exports with ham and throwing with it chucking at chucking ham bad people um i kind of really want like marley to accidentally like she's not happy about it but she's just known as like wolf kicker um somewhere marley marley pelt rainer (laughs) yeah or something bad like that like she that's just how she's known now and she'll just discover that at some mystery point later you know yeah yep that would be hilarious manage levels yeah and levels and like like because i'm i'm really excited to see how um bard and ranger kind of come together and how i how i make that work in terms of a a sneaky shooter that can also charm the pants off people um i'm looking forward to Mm. that because you know college of glamour is really exciting to read in the player's handbook because i'm a super nerd and i love reading up you're gonna add more bard yeah, I'm going to add more bud, but I want to make sure I get my ranger to a point where it's useful. So actually tossing up which levels to add on at the moment is really tricky. Um, because what is she? She's four bard ranger two. Yeah. So now it's like, do I want to go bard five ranger two or bard four ranger three? Because there is some cool stuff that happens at three, but there's also some cool stuff that happened for bards at five. So massive toss up right now mm. as to which way I go. And it'll probably That's... determine on, I actually do need to buff myself a little. What um, about wizard one? No. I'm not going to triple class. Like, that's just dumb. <laughs> Sorry for all of you triple classed out there, but I hate it. So, <laughs> I just feel like you stretch too far and you don't get to actually explore 
you know, your character types. So um, I've never been a bard before. Um, I've been a little bit of a ranger. I've added in ranger before and really enjoyed it. But um, I want to, yeah, I want to see how it kind of works. And I want to pet. I want a goddamn pet. So I do actually you, need to I've ranger told you, up. You can, have a, you can have a pet any time. No, I know, but mm-hmm. I want one that I can, have can like, like attack 57. for me. Yeah, a, no, no. There's a... There's a shuck waiting for a new adventure. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can handle just riding around on a shuck all the time. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, like, if you level in Ranger, you can actually get a pet that can attack for you. Um, I'm not there yet, but, like, I'm excited to get there one day, so. You've already got a pet who does all your attacking. His name's Banfor. <laughs> yes, his name's Banfor. Everybody yeah. needs a tank. <laughs> um. Speaking of Banfor, what are your thoughts on your multiclassing? I can see you looking at your screen intently. Well, I picked Bloodhunter. And the reason for that being is that it gives me essentially um, reactive magic, well, reactive fangs. So as well as allowing me to re-roll a one or two damage die, um... If I so if I get a one or a two on a damage die, I get to re-roll that die if the yeah. melee weapon is two-handed, which is great. Um, and then I get these fun blood curses that do really cool stuff. Like I can link my own um, stats to another to a, to another creature, and whatever damage I take from that creature, they take half of that back. But then. If I'm raging, I've already halved it, which means they take a quarter of the damage dealt. Is it worth it? Plus, what if they have some sort of modifier? <laughs> but they take it as necrotic, so that's cool. But at the okay, same so time, even if they do, even if they do fire damage to you, they take necrotic. Correct, um, because Sweet. that's the that's the blood <clears throat> curse. Yeah. Um, but then there's fun stuff like spell sunderer. Um, if they have an active spell. Um, when an enemy casts a spell within 60 feet that requires a spell attack roll and targets you, you can use your reaction to rend the spell from the air, imposing disadvantage on the spell attack roll. Nice. So it's, he's got all of these reactive things uh, possible, which is really cool. So um, it makes him a much more reactive fighter and much more versatile, I think, than just, you know, run in, me bash, smash. Yeah. Um, he can actually, you know, slap spells out of the air or when he kills um, a creature, his reaction to that can be to um, sort of possess that creature before its death throws to attack one of its friends, um, which is cool. Um, so, yes. Right. Um, so, I can yeah, find things on the spot. Yeah, one, th- one thing that I, I could... While we were playing... Um, in the fight against uh, all those ogres is um, I could audibly hear the disappointment in your voice, um, Oliver, when Jules killed a bunch of them with a single spell, Squathel Squad killed a bunch of them with a single spell, and then you killed one in your turn. (laughs) And I could hear that you were like, oh, so I'm really good at killing things one at a time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, which is cool. Because you can kill the shit out of them. Yeah, like oh, yeah. you smack them for so much damage. I struggle I to just, do that. Fire giant. 
one and one thing I did um, in the sort of the heat of that moment was I gave you the ability to spin around in a circle using mm. all three of your attacks mm. to just do one attack against everything in your perimeter. Is that what something I, you'd like? Is that something you'd like to keep? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's definitely useful. Um, oh, by the way, I should be a level five barbarian, level two bloodhunter. Yeah. Thirty-seven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's useful. But the way that I sort of see this going, like the logical extension to my play style, is then that I would be sort of like a targeted weapon. Like you point me at their mage, and I go through everything on the way to get to it. Yeah. Like um, yeah. the yeah. So linebacker like versus wall. the quarterback. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm like the quarterback rush, you know? I Well, I mean, I'd essentially, my, my battle type would be Blitz. Because it's essentially you smash through the front line. I smash through the front line, and I go after whatever their high value target is, mm. while being able to slap down spells and deal um, both area effect and uh, intensive point damage. So that's sort of where I see it uh, tanking on the way in, but definitely DPS on the um, on the attack. So that's probably where I'd end up being, um, because I have lots of useful actions as well, like you know, like shoving disengaging dodging dashing um and having those innate spells to use through blood hunter is going to be super useful yeah once okay. i start getting sweet. those cranking yeah sweet because um yeah last time you met a god so hey dad he gave you your sweet weapons that have kind of become your signatures mm. um the, I mean, one, one, the other mission that you've got, besides the diplomatic one, is to try and return the Death Heart, and you know that if you succeed in doing that, you'll eventually meet Sorghumul, the god of death, face-to-face. -face. Mm. Um, if they, or it, or whatever Sorghumul is, is um, anything like Hadeet, then you'll probably get a sweet reward from that. What kind of rewards are you guys interested in there? Like a, a bonus, another weapon, uh, an item... I don't know. That's um, if you ever get there. I have no idea if you'll ever, ever get there. Yeah, I, I don't know that I want another weapon. I'm actually a real big fan of my crossbow. Mm. Um, it, Like, making my crossbow better like he did was, like, the coolest thing he could have done. I don't necessarily want another weapon. Maybe, like... A, a cloak which hides me or a or a ring that gives me a, a better stat and intelligence or wisdom or something like those kind of things would be again the cloak that hides me it's probably just a it's enhancement to you know something stealth or whatever but I think that stuff excites me more as a player I don't know if that's because I'm a real skills based I like that experimenting with what i can do yeah mm. I, um i mean the the classic thing that i like the best thing for me would be armor um some sort of um cannibalizing armor would be appropriate like you know hurt me it hurts you or hurt me it gives me hp <laughs> or if i hurt you it gives me like a blood drinker armor sort of thing mm. yeah so that, um, that would work in tandem with your blood hunter powers yeah, as well but that's for me, that's that's a selfish buffing idea. That's not necessarily what a god would decide to give me. I mean, um, whether or not it's it's an an amulet, a crown, a fucking ring, it's not up to me. It's up to the god. 
<laughs> Crown so, King Banfor. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe I get a tiara. Who the fuck you, knows? It's not up to your, me to say. You, you've got your tooth hat. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got my tooth hat, so I'm pretty much set. Also, I think I'm going to find a blacksmith and have him put the sword blade above the axe blade. Okay. Would I have to find a special blacksmith for that? Because it does bug me that this weapon is made entirely to stab yourself with. It's like a kayak paddle, though. Like That's the way I picture using it, is you use it like you hold a kayak paddle. Imagine that you're doing that and both ends of the kayak paddle are very sharp. Yeah, you would cut the shit out of that river. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you're not doing this. <laughs> you could. Are you? You could battle your... You could, yeah, you could because row your way up a... This a right here is a recipe to stab yourself in either the head or chest or gut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the weapon is yours. Feel free. You can modify it however you see fit. It will just take a scene of you finding a blacksmith. And I won't be like... A dick would be like, oh, I can't do this. You'll have to... Rescue old Watkins from the, oh, the dungeons. I'll, I'll handle a side quest like a mother champer. He's the best blacksmith <laughs> um, in town. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, let's play. Um, Skyrim, you daddy. Um, yeah, so like something like that, but also just... Uh, so up to me, man. Yeah. So like, my, it would be my, cool. My problem with going another level in Bard, right? The main reason you'd go another level in Bard right now for me getting to bard five would be that i can increase my bardic inspiration to a d8 so people can just add on a d8 to their roles once i have bardic inspiration them but nobody ever lets me bardic inspiration them before they do anything so the trouble with this is because banfor is so impulsive he's just like i jump off a cliff cool i'm rolling for it and i'm like Ah, no okay don't worry about it it's fine you don't want my g6 anyway um <laughs> you got this all on your own so i'm like okay well i don't want you to necessarily change that because that's a character play and i like it because it is unexpected mm-hmm. and it would be weird for you to turn around to marley and be like hey i'm gonna do a dumb thing do you want to inspire me during it <laughs> like yeah. talking out of it i'm gonna act impulsively now yeah prepare for my impulse yeah so what i want to know right is if i decide to go the bad way and get more inspirations because it does say that a creature within 60 foot that can hear me um can i just assume that bamford will listen to me if i just sing randomly after he's jumped off a cliff you can message me it doesn't have to be a willing creature though that's the thing no i know specify willing so, so you'll be he's inspired whether he likes it or not. Yeah. So you're gonna be fine with me, like, like being like ah! as he's already rolling. Yeah, that's how they came up with fresh metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm like, as soon as he says it, I'm like, but it's Um, is that gonna be yeah, okay? I'll, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Okay. It would just be her being like. Ah! Because I didn't do that at all in the live show, even though I wanted to do it like a million times. I have five uses of Bardic Inspiration. I didn't use one of them because I didn't want to interrupt. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? So much luck. You could have inspired everyone at the fishing skills challenge and um, it would have taken a lot less time. I know, but I really enjoyed the fact that I just charmed those fish out of the lake. (laughs) 
I charmed five fish out of the lake and then just watched. Yeah, same. <laughs> I think we were all as equally intelligent in the way that we got fish out of that lake. <laughs> and really, really, are we gonna are we gonna go with that? Because I reckon I Goose Grubbins or whatever his name is was slightly less intelligent with the stabbing with the spear. With a club. Yeah, a sharpened <laughs> club. The club. Stabbing with a club. That was five foot fifteen foot long. You have to Two listen five. to the live show to get that joke. Oh, you will have already listened to the live show. Wait, will no, this, this No, this one's coming out very soon. This chat. Keep it all. Okay, Keep it so that's fine. We listen given away to the live pivotal. show to get the five the to fifteen seat was foot pivotal, joke. Brad. <laughs> um Okay, so do you guys have any other thoughts or hopes or wants for, for what is to come? Nah. No, I. you know what, Brad? I really enjoy the story. I really enjoy learning about Molly as I go, even though I gave you a massive backstory. Well, we created part of the backstory as our preview, as our Patreons only know, uh, because special Patreon episode to find out about Molly and how she got started. Um, but... Yeah, I'm really enjoying this story and finding out more about the character and, and just exploring who she is and who she wants to be. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. So okay. thank you. And you guys are ha- happy with the level of roleplay versus obstacles versus um, combat? Let, let's face more, it, Brad. Um, more, more of I something, think, less of something? I think our podcast is slightly more comedy-based than most TNT <laughs> podcasts. Um, and I enjoy that too. Uh so, yes, keep all the RP yeah. in. Bring I'm, on the NPC chats. I'm all about okay. the um, And RP. all murders. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That, will... that shit old Greg conversation was one of the best things I've ever listened to in my entire life, and it wasn't even uh, <laughs> any of shit the main Greg. characters. <laughs> shit old Greg, what lives over the shithole? Yeah. <laughs> I had, I had this after... Um, when when Josh left, I had this plan that we would do one more Graham and Larry, and it would be um, just Larry, and a new guy would come, and he would be like, it was like a like shift like a, change. It not, or no, he'd be like a, a boss, like a or like a consultant brought in to like boost productivity, like a motivational <laughs> speakery type of one. And Larry would just have no bar of it at all, and like that's how the series would end. <laughs> I don't like the idea that um, another a new guard shows up and Graham's gone, and oh, Larry's gone. Which one were you? I think you were Larry. I think you were Larry, weren't you? And he was Graham. Who knows? Um, The other one isn't there, and then whoever the new character is that we bring on, we'll just put them in. Well, you could just say like Larry's sick, and so he's not there. So you have to be Larry today. You could just do that. Different characters. Because some something. No, no, no. I mean, like, I mean, like Graham's well, literally being there. Or you're Larry. Sorry, great. Like Graham's sick, and you're telling whoever the new guard is that he has to be Graham. Like he has to just pretend (laughs) to be Graham. Like no, that. And then it's like a massive argument because it's like no, that's not what Graham would have said. Hey, it's really nice to meet you. I'm Stephen. You're Graham. No, no, I'm Stephen. No, no, you're Graham. <laughs> this is the Graham Steven. and Larry show, so now you're Graham. <laughs> like, just play it. 
just play it like that. <laughs> and it's just um, different people. And he's like, no, no, you're Graham today. Yeah, because one thing that I, um, I haven't really had a good way to make clear, because it's happening away from the Squadith, is that the city of Dantonair is actually basically gone now. Um, what? After the, what after happened to Dantonair? Well, it's something that we tried to convey in the last episode of Graham and Larry, is that everyone's just gone because people have either fled. Oh, yeah, but the city's the still there. Or, or oh, I mean, the city, the, the physical structures are still there. I thought you were trying to um, say, like, the city up and walked away. Oh, like, like, but yeah. it's not, it's not, is a city its people or its buildings? Philosophy. Oh, my God, are we really going to um, get, yeah, okay. No, we're not. But, like, most of the citizens have actually been secretly recruited and have just been filing down to the underground city and mm. the people who are left up the top who are basically Arkvale loyalists are confused as fuck as to where everyone is because there's an army training underground like directly underneath them yeah yeah no i, I think i think graham and larry that. cleared that up so if you listen to the graham and larry episodes it is pretty clear that everybody's gone so like if there were more they would be guarding an empty city and they'd yeah. be confused, and that would be like the main talking point. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. It makes sense in a nonsensical way. Hmm. Yeah. Good. No, I'm, yeah, I think. I'm very I happy. Think. I'm excited to be involved. Um, yeah. We can talk schedule later, but um, I'm about to get dick bucked, bucked, <laughs> dick butted work wise. So, uh, really dicked right. in the butt. Happy getting dicked in the butt. Have a to good all... time with that. That's a good sign-off. Um, happy getting dicked in the butt to all, and to all a good dick butt. Um, a good dick in the butt. Are we not going with the usual, <laughs> and that's the end of the episode? <laughs> and that's the dick butt. And that's, that's the, the dick, dick butt in the butt of the hole. dick butt. <laughs> and we're adults here. <laughs> no, we're not. We're adults. I see you Goodbye, in chapter Melissa. three. Bye, Melissa. Bye, Melissa. Goodbye. Ziegler. Bye, Melissa. I'm so sure it's from Moulin Rouge. Goodbye. Good. What? Moulin's set in China. You're a fucking dumb. <laughs> <Oi>! <laughs> Goodbye, Melissa. And um, Alex White Robinson, a person who wants to say anonymous, Robert Baldino, Ira Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, Sly J. Hodgkins, and Laura Douglas as well. Also those and people. And everyone else. Yay! And everyone else is this. Yeah. And Oliver and Jules. And bye, Trestle Spoon. Bye, Trestle Spoon. We miss you. Bye. So that was the Chapter 2 recap. I hope it told you everything you needed to know about the story so far and gets you prepared for what's to come. If you've got any questions about the show or anything uh, that you feel needs to be explained a little bit further, please feel free to contact us, uh, fadeofison at gmail.com, or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at fadeofison. Uh, we are more than happy to answer questions, and of course we've also got a wiki. Uh, you can find that at ison, that's I-S-E-N, dot wikia, W-I-K-I-A, dot com. There is a whole lot of information about a whole lot of things, including um, all the episodes and all the major NPCs so far, and a lot of information about our big characters and locations. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>